All right, everybody, Dr. Axe here. Today we have two guests. I'm really excited to talk to Lauren and Michael Bostick. And I'm in LA right now in their studio recording. And we're going to talk about, uh, as always, some health and wellness stuff, but also probably go a little bit off topic. So, hey, welcome to the show, guys. Thank you for having us. Thanks for coming in. Well, I know uh, the people in my uh, office, the ancient nutrition offices, are huge fans of you guys. And so when I was coming out to LA, uh, they were just saying, hey, you, you, guys, you, you, know, you guys should pop in and, and hang out. So excited to be here. Uh, would love to just kind of start off one. Uh, you just shared with me you're pregnant. I'm Lord. pregnant. I'm six months pregnant. We actually hid it from social media for five months. Hit it wow. from everybody. Wow. Didn't, from didn't tell everybody. our family. Yeah. Didn't tell anyone because we just wanted some time to absorb it and take it in without the pregnancy police and 500 opinions <laughs> coming at you on Instagram. And I'm so glad we did that because I I'm I think that energy transfers to the baby. I don't know if that's a thing. Oh, I, I totally believe that. And I just wanted to be mellow. So that's what we did. And and so we've announced it's been a, a month since we've announced. And First one. Everyone says, well, you're so calm. And I was like, that's why we we had, that's why we had the five months is I had to navigate a few things during those five months. Now I'm all zenned out. No, I wouldn't say you're zenned out, but. Still a little on edge. Like I said, got a lot to figure out. Not a lot of time. Wow. So you guys got, you know, the, you know, the future planned out birthing plan. Like what what are your birthing plans? You guys doing hospital? You guys doing home? Something in the middle? What's. We so I don't know a lot about giving birth or having a baby. It's not been something that was, you know, something I'd looked into before foreign research. So I'll have to pick your brain on this podcast. But sure. um, we we have a doctor, we're going to do it at the hospital. Um, and I don't know how I'll give birth. I have no idea. At least that's the plan. Sure. I'm just kind of figuring it out as yeah. I go. Um, we're still on the fence about a doula would love to hear your opinion on that. I've heard so many mixed things about it. Um, and then other than that, our plan is we're definitely we're, we're getting a nurse to help us for the first how many months? Well, like a little, um, yeah, for the first few weeks. Just for the first few more. weeks, we're having You know, we don't have any family up here. They're all in San Diego. So we, you know, we need the help in the beginning and just having Absolutely. somebody there that knows what they're doing. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I am I know nothing about breastfeeding, so she'll just be able to help that. She has this whole registry of us to go through stuff to order. So that's really helped streamline it. I, I work full time. I don't plan on taking too much time off. Um, so that will we'll definitely see. help. We'll but see. other than that, we don't have that much planned. Well, number one, congratulations. It's awesome. Thank Thanks. you. So excited for you guys you. uh on the doula thing i love doulas i personally think doulas can be um super helpful and i think too you know i think they offer another perspective you know i think a lot of times when people go to uh and of course there's a whole range of things there's uh you know there's there's home births and working with a midwife and then there's you know hospital births but i think it's important to i, I always uh recommend people really understand the different perspectives and again i want my cousin's a doula my first cousin and uh I actually know lots and lots of midwives and doulas, but I, I think that um, just sitting down talking with them and, and hearing about their plan, because I think too, um, a lot of times when people go in the hospital, you would kind of be surprised at all the things that the doctors and the hospitals try and force you to do or make a decision that you would never think, like vitamin K, K shots, certain other things. Like there's a lot of things that a lot of times people don't know that they're gonna be um, pressed with that early. I mean, a lot of times you're like, hey, we're just going and having a baby. You know, and a lot of times there's all these things that come up. So wait, hold on. I have to pick your brain. Vitamin K shot. What is that in the baby or in you? I see. I don't know any of this. Yeah. So uh, vitamin K helps with clotting. Um, The thing is, though, like after the eighth day, this is why circumcision is done even historically on the eighth day and whether you decide to do or not, I don't, you know, have a real strong opinion with that. It's more, uh, but the body clots naturally. But one of the things our medical system tends to do is 
try and um, try and force the butter to do something, or it just it it it, uh, it knows it needs to clot. Um, our our scientific community knows that, but um, the body knows it too. So would <laughs> and you? So it'll do it itself. Would you recommend getting a vitamin K shot or no? I don't, but they will okay. recommend it. So it's just. Um, and again, my, my my entire philosophy is just very, I'm super holistic in terms of, you know, going doing everything as natural as you can. I think there's an amazing place for our medical system and when to use it. Hey, there's an emergency or you've used all these natural things and exhausted them and something didn't work, you know? And so, hey, let's, let's, let's do a more medical route at that standpoint. But I think for, for something like that, we know that for uh, since the beginning of time, you know, people have they didn't have it clotted yeah. on their own, and and uh, so that's okay. My, so my and do they put the, cl- the? This is maybe a stupid question, but do they give you or the baby the shot? The baby the shot. They give the baby the shot. Mm-hmm. Oh, so many decisions. But, but I'm just saying, excited. Oh, I, I, How yeah. coherent is the is the woman during all this? Is you know? Oh pr- well. It just, it just really depends on, um, typically you're pretty coherent by then. Yeah, typically. But again, it's one of those things where when you make decisions, when you're exhausted, you just went through a marathon. You, I asked selfishly just, because I'm wondering, good, I'm thinking like if she's you, incoherent and they're looking, maybe it falls to well, me. Okay. Yeah. And, and this okay. is why, so we just had, that's why you need to, a doula. Yeah. So, so Chelsea, that's right. So Chelsea and I have some really good family fam, or really close friends of ours. And we just had this conversation just to sort of prep them because like I, uh, when I ran my functional medicine clinic, I used to go to the hospital and, um, you know, see the babies a lot of times. So my background too, is not just functional medicine, it's in chiropractic. So we'd even sometimes adjust a child and that surprises some people just, it's like so light. Yeah, it's, talk it, about it's, that. It's, almost, it's almost like, um, you know, like, more of a massage, but it's very, very gentle. You're just, because what happens when a baby is born, sometimes they'll use forceps and it's just a really, there, there, there can be trauma there. And so we'll do things to kind of help relax the muscles, realign the spine. Um, but anyway, so I've been part of a lot of, a lot of bursts over the years are going in right afterwards and, and, and seeing, seeing that. But the thing that I just encourage people to do is there's just a lot of prep for, I don't need to tell you there, there's already a lot of prep in general. That's going back to this. That's why I think doulas and mid, midwives can be great because it's like someone else on your team who's been through it a thousand times who, who, by the time they know you and they want to, so, you know, it just, they're, I they're, do they're, they're just great. Yeah. I think I, I want to do a lot. I just feel like you great. don't know enough about this to not have someone. I mean, you seem the... like a pretty smart guy though. He is smart. Well, let's not go that far. <laughs> no, but sometimes he's like, sometimes you tend to do just what the doctor says. And while I'm very much about that, I also think it's good to have another opinion. Well, well here's the thing. If you want to come in and you want to talk about podcasts and how to build a pot, like I could talk all day, but when it comes to the birthing plan, I know kind of when to relinquish and say okay like maybe loop in an expert so if i'm sitting there in the doctor's office you're gonna listen to the doctor yes or i'm or i'm I'm still going to seek other opinions okay but maybe we don't need a vitamin k shot right away maybe not i want to know what the doula says sure i want another opinion no i think it's i think it's super smart to go and get two to three opinions but from people that have had practice and experience and an expertise and some success yeah before you know there's there's nothing worse than getting advice from somebody that has no not like that's completely ignorant that's like that's worse than having no information i have a question and this is maybe a controversial question but i'm actually asking about it just for my own journey i'm not i'm not blanketing this this statement that i'm about to say 
I am on, I don't want to get a flu shot. I'm on the fence about it during pregnancy. I just, there's something in my intuition. I haven't done a lot of research on it that makes me feel like I don't want to get it. My doctor is very gung-ho about me getting it. What's your opinion on it? Yeah, personally, again, for me, I always go back to, um, is there a deficiency? What What is the actual purpose of a flu shot? Who Who is the company behind wanting to get a flu shot out there. So I, I always, with any type of question like that, I try and dig as deep as I possible and not just make a quick reaction. But the facts we know is who makes flu shots? It's a pharmaceutical company. Okay. So is their number one goal getting you healthy? Is their number one goal making a certain type of income? And so knowing who's selling me something is one of the first things I like to ask. And so my, my opinion is pharmaceutical companies, uh, they, 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 there's a strong bias there because of what, what they're selling. And so knowing that to start. The number two thing I would say is, I think that there are, what do we wanna do here? We wanna strengthen your immune system. And so, and, and listen, I would say this with nutrition or medicine or anything, I think the perspective that you need to treat things, like treat a disease is just off completely. I think your body is amazing. Your body heals itself. Like, like medications don't heal you. You know what else doesn't heal you? really ginger or turmeric, your body heals itself. That's the thing that people get a lot of times wrong is we just want to strengthen your body. Your body will heal itself. Your body body is created to fight off parasites, viruses, bad bacteria if we strengthen it. And so getting a shot doesn't really strengthen you. It educates your your immune system in a certain way. And, it, um, and the crazy thing is go and look at the statistic of when you get a flu shot, if it's the right strain, it's like 20% or less. I mean, it's the the exact number and I'm not accurate on that. So look, everyone look it up yourself, but the exact strain of how many times they get it right. Isn't good. It's, it's awful. And so I would like, when I worked with patients, I would always recommend, okay, Hey, here's what I recommend. Whether you do the flu shot, I'm not trying to give you that type of medical advice. You can take what you can do what you want there, but I would recommend making sure you're getting plenty of zinc in your diet. Zinc is amazing for boosting your immune system, plenty of vitamin C. Let's get some collagen in your diet because it's good for your immune system. Let's do some probiotics. All right. Well, Dr. X, here, I, I had a feeling this was going to happen because Lauren and I sit in the studio all the time on this side of the table asking the yeah, questions we're, yeah. and we're and we're here, but we're, I, I want to make sure we don't hijack your show. So because we'll, we will do well, that. Yeah, I'm going to actually ask you these questions See, probably on our that's show. Great. I, knew, I knew I the was like, The flu shot though needs to be addressed because so, Michael, I feel like is like pressuring me a little bit and no. I don't want to. I just I just don't feel yeah. like I want to put anything in my body right now that I don't have to put in my body. Well, I would say that one of the things I appreciate and this is a, you know, an ancient proverb really talks about um, you know, w- women have a lot of wisdom. And so I just think that there's a lot to be said about a mother to be, a mother's intuition and so I think that, you know, there's something to be said about there's outside sources. And again, I, I think too, listening to, like, I look at this too, like whether it's the metal commu- community or natural community, and you, you know, you, you said this is that um, looking at how healthy are these people? Like, like, that's who I listen to. I look at people and I, I read things and saying, okay, you're recommending whether it's medicine or nutrition, how healthy are you and your family? Um, and I think that's an important thing to look at too. So, okay. Yeah. It sounds like yeah. you have to be your own guru. 
and do your own research and be preventative. I think today we often, I mean, there's so much conflicting information, so much stuff out there that I think there's a combination of seeking wise counsel of people you want to be like and have, you know, the results they've had and then, you know, listen to your own intuition. So that was just a tangent for everyone. I love it. <laughs> you got this book that looks sweet, The Skinny Confidential. Yes, The Skinny Confidential. A Babes, Sexy, Sassy, Fitness and Lifestyle Guide. Yep. So tell me about your guys' sort of I mean, you, you guys look like you're in shape. Well, so you try. work out, eat healthy. I'm a couple pounds heavier than normal. But uh, yeah, the Skinny Confidential started 10 years ago. I was attending San Diego State and I just saw a, a gap where th there was no sort of online community for women to connect and share tips and tricks. So I started it, like I said, 10 years ago. I was at San Diego State. I was bartending full time, teaching pure bar and Pilates. And I was dating my husband. He um, he can tell you about his story, but um, the sort the brand launched. I was blogging probably seven days a week for like five years. Um, after the fifth year, we started to see that it was time to sort of pivot and evolve. Started talking about other ways to brand. The book came out, and then one day we were drinking margaritas in Cabo about three years ago together. We had not done anything together, and we decided to launch a podcast. And so the podcast is out every single week. It's out. Uh, I guess six days out of the month. And um, it's been something that we can do together and work together on and then also have our separate businesses. So I run the Skinny Confidential full time and Michael has his business, which he can tell you about. Yeah. So I, I mean, I've always been more of the traditional entrepreneurial path. I've been behind the scenes guy, operated businesses for a long time, started in real estate, um, built into some direct to consumer brands, started a business. This is a tangent, started a business called Jetbed, which I still have, makes uh, beds for corporate and private aircraft with the largest supplier for Gulfstream, Bombardier, Cessna. Wow. Um, and then doing this podcast with Lauren, recognized what was going on in the space, decided to do a little bit differently and started Dear Media. So now I operate that as a CEO. That's the office we're in now. Um, I have about 30 shows under management. When it comes to, to answer your question, this is a roundabout way about like health and fitness, it's for me, it's always been it's been an extremely part of my life. I started working out when I was 11, 12 years old. You know, just doing push-ups, sit-ups in the room. Um, you know, idolizing people that were in good. You know, I used to grow up on action movies. You see these guys super strong, and so I was like, okay, I want to be like that too. And my whole life, I, I I've always just fitness has just been a part of it. Like I feel like I can't get my week started. I get in these slumps if I if I'm not working out, if I'm not active in the gym, and where I've where I've struggled the most, which we could probably talk about and get some insight on, is I've never been the best with diet, um, but I've always been one of those people that's like, as soon as I'm full, I stop eating. I've never overeaten. I'm not a t super attached to food. I just want to get enough to sustain my body and grow. And so if my body says, "Hey, I'm hungry. I need to eat," I I do, um, but I'm never. It's never indulgent. Yeah. Well, you look fit. You guys both look fit. Thank you. So it's awesome. Thank you. So what, what do you what do you like to do for your workouts, Michael? For me, so when. It was, I was in a lot of team sports when I was younger. Um, I started playing hockey, ice hockey, roller hockey. I was in Pop Warner for a long time. Um, but I, when I got to school, I was when I got to high school, I was small, like maybe 120 pounds at the time. And so I got put on the field with all these seniors and big guys that were just crushing me. So I figured, okay, this is not the sport for me. And I started doing, I started boxing. Um, so I did Golden Glove boxing for a long time. And what that did is it was always about a lot of cardio, um, you know, a lot of fitness, a lot of like oh, yeah. stamina. Um, 
But then when I got to college, I had a roommate who's a big, big guy, and I started lifting weights. And I was like, oh, wow, I like this. I started gaining weight for the first time in my life. Overdid it. Lauren saw me and said, whoa, what? that's too much. But really, like, for me, it's always... I was like, whoa. He... <laughs> I saw him in college, and he was wearing these overalls without a shirt on as it was a not costume. A good, it was and not I, a good look. I was like, whoa, <laughs> what happened to you? I believe that for... for, for the majority of people, it's a combination of strength training mixed with a little bit of like circuit cardio in there and then st some stretching to, to lengthen. That's that's like what's always worked for me. But yeah. again, like, you know, I'm not an expert in the field. No, I think that makes a lot of sense. I think one of the things I, I, I talk about is you want to have strength, you want to have mobility and flexibility, but you also want sort of, you know, we want the balance too. I, so I think all those things are important. So I love that. I have been obsessed with Pilates since um, college. I taught reformer Pilates and then I taught wow. Pure Bar. And um, because of that, I've become obsessed with fitness. I, I have seven days a week in my calendar to work out. I probably hit five or six. But the point is, is it's like a commitment that I keep to myself that keeps me accountable and having that in my calendar it makes it happen. Um, throughout the pregnancy, I've worked out almost every day. And I found that I'm not working out to obviously lose weight. I'm working out to feel good. When I just lay in bed, it doesn't make me feel good. So even if it's just walking to get coffee or moving, I'm always finding creative ways to get my body going. So if I do a conference call, I'm walking. If I um, am listening to a podcast, I'll take a walk. I just always try to find ways to fit it in. We actually got a treadmill in our treadmill, treadmill, treadmill yeah. in our office, and um, I will. I'll just work on my email for an hour and walk at 3.0. So I think it's all about finding nowadays. Like the asset and the currency is time. How do, how do you find time to squeeze in movement? Um, so I think if you take out the like being skinny or being fit factor, it can also be something that's that's fun and seamless that goes into your day. Yeah, it's such, it's such a good point because you have uh, Michael. I mean, I, I'm so impressed already just hearing the, the amount of companies that you're running, the success you've had. I mean, you know, really helping produce and create or overseeing that at yep. the top, that many different shows. I mean, that's that that's incredible. And Lauren, I know, I mean, again, book out. I know, again, you you guys do so much and you're pregnant and you guys still find ways to stay fit, stay healthy. By the way, we were joking around with well, Alex. You know, it's funny is you couldn't do this stuff if you... If you don't, I, I don't think any of us could function if we didn't do the fitness stuff. I would think we would just mentally, we just would not be there. So I, I'm, yeah, I'm the same way. If I don't work out, I can go a day without, but if I start going to, especially three, I'm like, I'm not, so, so, something isn't right here. You were joking around with Alex. I, I was saying that you guys have this mountain valley water, which I love. Mm -hmm. So we were just at, uh, have you guys been to Air One? Yes. Oh yeah, it's, it's like I mean, $5 it's, million. It's, it's, it's ruining my, my bottom line. Oh my God. Oh my God. So expensive. It, it is one of, I mean, I want to say number one. It's one of, for sure, my favorite health food stores. So anytime I'm in Santa Monica or anytime I'm in the area, I always go to Air One. But uh, I drink this water. This is great water. So it's, it's like this, it's probably my favorite it's sp so good. spring water. Yeah. I, f I feel like even if you add a straw to it, it's even better because then you can drink it faster. Yeah. That's my, that's my trick. The silicone straw. We used to have a, uh, Jordan and I used to, my business partner, we own a couple farms. We own one in Missouri and we own one in um uh, Tennessee. We also owned one in Georgia at one point where we got spring water. I learned so much about water because we actually owned a company that produced spring water and Mountain Valley is one of the lowest has what's called low TDS. And so it's like, it's just water. Like a lot of waters have minerals that come from rock or a little bit of other things in them. But like this water is one of the just 
purest of all the waters. So this is the, you have the stamp of approval. You did good. Doctor Axe stamp of approval, Mountain Valley. Totally. Yeah, okay. Mountain Valley. I'm trying to think one of the other ones that's a pop popular uh, water is. Uh, Anyways, is it in the glass I'm gonna, bottle? When yeah, I'm yeah, pregnant, yeah. I'm going to yes, be drinking my Mountain one. Valley water without my flu shot. Okay, fine. <laughs> That's my vibe. <laughs> wow. it's awesome. Yep. <laughs> so what else? Do you, so you guys are in, we're in LA here. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's a lot of health trends out here, right? I mean, how, you know, what, what are some of the health trends that you guys are like, man, I'm into this and others you're like, I'm definitely not into that. I mean, I think for for my job, it's to be on the pulse of what's happening and what's 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 going on in that in the wellness and the beauty space. So I would say ones that have really worked for me that I think are effective. I love bone broth. Yeah. We do a lot of bone broth. I talked to I work with an Ayurvedic woman since I've been pregnant, and she said the number one thing that you can do is to drink bone broth. Um, and I'm not huge on meat, so to be able to just drink that, I find very efficient, and yeah. it's so good. You can add all the different things like lemon and turmeric and ginger and all the good stuff in there, and it's just one like gulp. Uh, I also love cryotherapy. I obviously can't do it now, but I um, had double jaw surgery, and I found that one of the things that really helped with inflammation was cryo. So that's something else I would recommend. I I mean, I would love like an ice bath in my house, like Laird Hamilton, but we can't all get what we want. Um, And then I also love the sauna. Can't do that now either. Huge fan of the sauna and steam room. Um, Other health trends. I try to look at like for me, I am probably not the best person for this because I, I really try to resist a lot of the trends out here and try to look at, see, like, what has worked for long, long periods of time. I yeah. threw you in the cryo booth and you made your penis shrink up. That, well, for the cryo stuff, it, for me, like, I didn't have the same kind of responsive seat. Yeah. I was just like, this is cold. And, like, I loved every second Some people second feel, like, really excited, stimulated. But for me, like, I, you know, we, we have all walks of life come on the show and talk about health trends and really yeah. kind of di- try to, like, what our job is to, you know, let, let those people showcase their points of view but then at the same time we're sitting there wondering okay like what can be applicable what cannot like if somebody comes on and says blanket statement like meat is bad like let's let's dive into that is all meat bad is there specific kinds like it could it be good and so like i have trouble with trends yeah um and for me it's i try to look and say okay what has worked for human beings over hundreds and hundreds of years and that's kind of how i try to base the way i eat and and get like once in a while it's not ideal. A happy meal is not going to kill you. It's not probably the best thing, but it's not going to kill you. Yeah. I think there's a lot of wisdom there. I think, again, you know, a lot of what I teach is Chinese and Ayurvedic medicine, mm-hmm. which is like 4,000 years old, you know, in, throughout history. And I get asked about these a lot. I, uh, yeah, there's a lot of bad trends out there. There's lots of bad ones. There's some good ones. You know, I had somebody ask me recently, I don't know if you know medical medium, they asked mm-hmm. me about mm-hmm. celery juice because I'm sure that was everywhere. That's one of the better ones. Celery of all the vegetables, it's like an electrolyte. So, and there's no sugar there. So, but it's, uh, yeah, it's interesting because anytime I'm out in LA, especially, I'm like, there's, this is where it happens first. And so it's always so it's overwhelming. It's it's overwhelming. But let's let's be honest. And listen, I can say this because I live out here. There's a lot of wackos out here too. You know, there's a lot of these like I don't know about that, buddy. Yeah. You know? I mean, I've done I've tried everything. I've done a colonic. 
Um, I'm a big fan of facial manipulation. Like I love, yeah. I think that that helps so much with yeah. lymphatic drainage system. Yeah. Uh, and now you're convinced about it because I've been doing it on you well, and you're obsessed. What we'll both do is if we hear an interesting perspective, we'll say, okay, we will experiment with that. We'll try it. We'll report back and see if it worked or not. But it's not necessarily like jumping into the trend. And also I yeah. think when you jump into those trends is you have to ask yourself, is that really the thing that's working? Or is it because I eliminated something else that wasn't? I think it's like such a, a big formula to people don't you know necessarily grasp all the time inflammation was yeah. so gnarly for me with the jaw surgery that i just learned all these hacks and what i realized through that is how important the lymphatic system is i mm. think that it's not a sexy word so a lot of people don't talk about it yeah. but between dry brushing and massage and facial massage and manipulation and gua sha and all these different things yeah. i think that that is something that people should look into more i've had a lot of my readers ask me well how do i get rid of dark under circles and so many people are would tell you to do filler to fill them up and for me i'm like wait try lymphatic drainage first mm -hmm. because that's going to drain everything and get everything moving um so that lymphatic drainage i think is probably my number one but that's a perfect tip. example of something that's worked i mean like you just used that's that's been a big practice in china for a very long time yeah thousands of years yeah well, i was gonna say it's uh yeah, I was gonna say that's part of Chinese medicine, so it's gua sha, which is amazing. And I think, you know, when people do have the dark circles in their eyes, it's typically a combination of uh, your, in Chinese medicine, they'll say essentially your adrenals, they call them kidneys, but it's your adrenals and your liver and things aren't moving enough. And so you can strengthen those organs. You can do what you're talking about. And it's, yeah, it's fantastic. I love it. You guys, you guys are smart. This is good. Michael's into the um, facial massage now. T yesterday, he brought me oil in bed. Well, that's something that makes sense to me. I'm like, okay, it's not so invasive. Yep. Obviously, if you can feel the You like benefit. dry brushing too. Yeah, I, I like things that are not these, I mean, just stuff that makes sense. I mean, I, I don't know how I was trying to think yeah. of a smart way to say it, but no, just stuff right. that makes sense. I also think there's all these little things that you can do every day that you can implement into your, your day to optimize your day so for instance like the first thing i do when i wake up is tongue scraping i think tongue scraping like before you drink water or anything is awesome it gets all that bacteria off your tongue it's a little tiny thing to have your copper tongue scraper sitting in your drawer and just do it and then like things like um oil pulling like you can just throw in your mouth when you're making the bed or let you know doing a, a, essential oils while you're getting ready like just things just to add to your day that are those self-care things yeah, I love that. That's awesome. Michael scraping you know, his tongue we, now too. We, we had an Ayurvedic specialist come on the show and talk about the benefit of tongue scraping. And as soon as we heard that and learned about it, we're like, that makes a lot no, of I sense. No, I am not going to be married to someone that's not scraping their tongue. <laughs> no, like there is tongue scrapers all over our, no, and I like, like it everywhere. Now. You love it. No, I love it because, well, and I recently had to have a dental surgery. And so during that process, they give you antibiotics. And during, and while, since I tongue scrape all the time now, and this is gross, sorry for the, for the ladies. This but is so gross. There, I was like, whoa, there's this weird film. <laughs> that oh with the God. antibiotics that's on the tongue each morning and I, I'm correlating it to the antibiotics and what was going on with For my sure. system. I'm like, I, this, of course, like get it, get it off, get it out of the system. That makes sense to me. I can see it. I can yep. actually see a benefit, feel a benefit. Yeah. I love that. Who's the Ayurvedic pr pr uh, practitioner? Sahara, 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 Rose. Sahara, Rose. Sahara Rose. Oh my God, that was on yep. the tip of my tongue. Yep. Sorry. Go ahead. Yep. Yeah, no, I'm familiar with her. She teaches some great stuff. Yeah, she just teaches simple things that you can add to your day. It doesn't have to be so overwhelming, I think, if it's just streamlined. Like if your tongue scraper is right next to your vitamins, which is right next to your oil pulling situation, you can just go bam, bam, bam. Um, I think sometimes we make it more complicated than it has to be. Yeah. Hey, guys. Dr. Axe.
Botox here. If you're someone who's looking to transform the health of your skin, your gut, and actually hit your weight loss goals, I'm so excited to share my new book with you. It's called The Collagen Diet. This book will teach you how collagen helps you maintain and transform every area of your body, especially your hormones, your skin, and your metabolism and gut health. Also, I have a 28-day plan to transform your health. It comes with over 70 delicious recipes, a supplement guide, and goes into ancient remedies to heal. And hey, if you've already purchased the collagen diet, thanks for being on mission with me. And hey, please, and I'd appreciate it if you go on amazon.com and leave your review. Thanks again. Michael, crystals. Go crystals. Oh, I that's a big thing out here in LA. And I and I my friend Khalil, who's been on this show, um, loves the crystals and he'll swear by them. And there's a lot of shows on the network that have whole crystal segments. I am not necessarily standing with a crystal on my chakra, wherever my chakra is, I'm not even sure where that is. Um I can understand maybe there's like some grounding benefits to walking on the beach or being in the grass, but I personally don't know. This is an area where I think maybe there's a it's a lot of it's a little bit more mental than than um than re, than real. But again, there's a lot of people that are going to come out and be like, "Hey, crystals." My wife will be disagreeing. No, with this me. is what I think. Michael said the grounding thing. When I put my feet in the sand and on the earth, I feel better. It's that's a proven mm-hmm. fact. It's science. I mean, unless I'm wrong, what from what I've read about it, grounding works. You go to the beach, you dig your feet in the sand. When when is the last time you actually had your feet touch the earth? It's actually astounding if you really think about oh it. Gosh. I have a better answer. Crystals are amazing because they make my wife happy, which essentially wow. keeps me in a safe space. Yeah, wow. no, I, I so that. I don't know a lot about crystals, but I do know that if the grounding and earthing helps me that much, then holding a mineral or a crystal would have energy or ions or whatever it is in it too and that would give you a similar type of feeling is can, that right can, or no? can i tell you that there that's right there's there's so much wisdom there to me it's like earthing or grounding but it's a fraction of that's the thing to, that people need to remember it's, it's mm-hmm. not it's not a miracle yep. that's for sure it's not a cure but it's a fraction of some of those grounding benefits but there's no doubt for me like if i you know chelsea and i have a few you know you know crystals like tiger eyes and and, and some other uh you know s- some other uh grounding um beads that we've worn we've got a few things in our house and um and i like them too they bring me joy like they're they're, they're good things but what I feel with those compared to like you're saying, like I just got back, we went to the beach here in Florida just a f- couple weeks ago and just planting your feet in the sand, listening to the ocean, walking barefoot in the woods. Those I feel so mm-hmm. in, in a much more powerful way. So, I'm and also you. energy is a real thing. Energy, I think that, like I said, babies pick up on energy. I think when people walk into a room, there's energetically, there's energy, there's good energy, there's bad energy. So, if a crystal, a tiny crystal, is in my makeup bag giving me a little bit of good energy. But that's my point. You like, should let me listen. Live. If there's things that are not invasive or not bothering other people, like if, if crystals make people happy, then I'm the first person to say, yeah, put them in the house, wear them, sure. put them in your, like that, that. That's important. I'm just saying for me personally, like I have not had that connection with a crystal. I'm going to get you a crystal necklace. But I mean, listen, she has this salt, <laughs> the salt rock lamp in our bedroom that works. That she likes. Yeah. It does work. Um, and so I'm like, good. She's happy. It's a tranquil place. I'm happy. Great. Now I noticed it's so funny because I like to make my space where I sleep really optimized. So I like the lights like dimmed. I want a certain candle. I have my oil diffusers going with like a 
wind down, you know, oil and I want my salt rock lamp on. And I have these, this white noise machine that plays ocean noises, like a whole thing. And all I have to do is click, 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 click. Like I said, it's just streamlined. But now I notice that my husband, when he gets the room ready for bed, t- does all the stuff now because he's seen me do it over and over well, and it's over. Like, yeah. And it's to keep sure. obviously one because she likes it and two. You, you he, he's got a great. It. That's a you know a ser- I'm trained up. That's a, a servant's heart and a loving husband. A servant's and heart. Bra- yeah. servant's bravo. Heart. That's how they that's would do it. Yep. That's good. That's a good thing. <laughs> the salt rock lamp does work though. It's supposed to give off ions, right? Listen, yeah. this health conversation is irrelevant. If she's angry and I then I got to sleep with one eye open, like this, right. you know, doesn't matter how healthy I am. I got to worry about my personal, you know, health. That's right. You got to be careful. But is there science that the salt rock lamp works? Because I feel like well, it does. Well, in terms of, you know, I'd have to think through because I don't know that I've seen studies, but in Chinese medicine, salt affects your lungs and respiratory system in a positive way. So think about it, if you go to the beach or ocean, there's something about, you can tell like a difference in you breathing in and out in your lungs, or if you ever suck up salt in your, like people will do saline solution, you know, uh, to, to help with sinusitis. And so it's a similar thing. You're breathing in salt, you're getting benefits of the salt. It's a, it's more minor than bringing salt water from the ocean up your nose, but it's good for your respiratory system for sure. All my theories are being confirmed today in front of you. Well, 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 but but, but, but here's the thing. I do want to say this with uh, one of the things that I think what one of one of the points Michael was making, too, is there's minors and there's majors, too. Like I see some people and they're going to classes where they're going to, um, you know, lay in a room with crystals or those sort of things. And and listen, if their health goal is if those crystals bring them so much joy and it changes their mental physiology to where they're in a state of, man, I just love crystals. Just like if somebody's in the mountains or somebody's in the ocean, that's their spot and it just brings them joy. But if someone's trying to, because I've seen this, talking about how crystals help them lose weight or do certain things like that, does it help you lose weight? Well, if it reduces stress, maybe you'll lose a you know, a one hundredth of a pound a year, <laughs> but you're probably better off going to your bar three or your yoga or your gym and lifting weight, I know you're about a hundred times to a thousand times better off using your time that way. So the thing that I'm always conscious of too, is some people lie to themselves about how effective a certain type of practice or strategy. And they're like, I'm going to wear crystals, but I'm going to go and eat, you know, Burger King. Well, it's I just, think it's just, it, it, and, and I think that's where I 100% agree with you. And I think what happens is people find something like a crystal and what I believe the human tendency is, is to get away from the struggle, right? Like we seek comfort. That's what we do as human beings. Like, you want to sleep in a warm bed. You want to go to the gym when, the, when it's comfortable outside. You don't want to go running unless you have the right gear. And so I think human beings, our tendency is to try to find this comfort. And I think where you find real growth is when you look for struggle. And so with crystals, my, my issue is, is if you, one of these people that says, all of my issues are going to be healed if I hold onto this crystal, and that's stopping you from actually going and doing the hard work, and like getting in the gym, talking to somebody and like digging deep into what's actually going on personally. Like that's that's the stuff where I'm like, that's going to be a problem for you. Yeah, this might seem a little out there. But when I I was reading recently, I love history. I like reading biographies. And so I was reading this and, you know, every every major civilization that's ever fallen really the biggest thing that happened to them is they got comfortable mm-hmm. and then they got taken over later. You know, they got all posh and comfortable and then a warrior tribe from somewhere else that just tra- took them over. I mean, literally every empire that's ever fallen, but I think, I and mean, we could take that in our personal life that somehow. That sounds like There's, business too. Any yeah. business that's gotten comfortable, like Blockbuster, 
there Netflix, yeah. Taxi Cab, Uber. Well, there's no reason Walmart shouldn't be Amazon. Yeah, that's so that's so mm, that's so interesting that's that you found that was across the board. Yeah. I mean, I'm reading. The, I'm reading. Have you ever? Do you ever read Ron Chernow? Mm-mm. You like him if you like historical biographies. He wrote cool. like about Alexander Hamilton, Teddy Roosevelt, Washington. I think he did. He's done a few different ones. But I was reading about the American Revolution. And essentially, like you know, the British got very, very comfortable with what was going on over here. And obviously, that's why we're a country now. Yeah, I love that. Among other reasons. Yeah, I love like, Eric Metaxas. I read. I'm trying to think who wrote Team of Rivals. Did you ever? I've never heard of that one. Oh Check man, it it's, it's Abraham Lincoln and one of his biographies. It's fantastic. You guys but... need to compare books if because you guys did. like we'll the send, same we'll send a list. I'll be yeah, good. you guys need to compare books. That's he's a big reader too. And he loves history. He's reading this huge book right now by uh, George. Oh, okay. By George Washington. (laughs) By George Washington. You've probably seen some of his stuff. He's always up there listening. I I, I think I'm familiar with him. Yeah. His big one was Hamilton. Yeah, I've seen it. So we talk a lot about health on the show, but one of the things I want to talk about too, just because I know you guys are so successful. I mean, you guys have had success. Again, you both look fantastic. You're super healthy, but also you guys have built an amazing business. You influence so many people. Talk to me about building success in your life. Like, what are some of those principles? Do you guys ever do visualization or goal setting? Or do you guys surround yourself with certain types of people? It could be anything. But what are some of the, maybe you could say them in steps or not in steps. But what are some things you guys do, you know, that that have created such, you know, such amount of influence in the platform you've created? I think I'm I'm obvious I'm nowhere near where I want to be business wise. I mean, I have a lot more goals to conquer, but I really try to look at the micro and, and the micro is like it's setting those goals, but it's also setting the systems to get to the goals. That's so good. And 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 I think a lot of people just write down their goals, but you really have to get so micro with how you're going to get to the goals. And what I tell people to do is instead of a vision board, a vision board is everyone else's vision. So you're cutting out, you know, Tom Cruise or a quote by, um, you know, Whoopi Goldberg, whatever it is, and you're putting it on a board. What I say is to do an execution board, which is it's a similar concept, but it's actually creating the vision that you want to execute in front of you. So what I did when I launched the Skinny Confidential is I had an execution board of of the actual website. And then on there, I had the systems of how I was going to execute it. So find a web developer, talk to him once a week, uh, you know, you know, make sure that the logo is how I want it. What, what feeling do I want to evoke to the audience when they leave the site? What is, what is the goal? What is the mission? What is the why? Have that all in front of you and actually building out a strategic future by design, I think is much more powerful than, than visualizing it. And I know there's a lot of people that'll tell you manifest, but like, how are you actually executing? I think that word is like so important when it comes to business and then also mixing it with figuring it out and being resourceful. I think that when people ask me questions that you can go and Google for business, I'm like, you the the sky is the limit right now. You can create yeah. something out of nothing and you have Google and you I have 20 mentors. They're all on my podcast app, yeah. right? I'm listening to all my mentors all day long. You know, Ed Milat, Gary Vee, Rachel Hollis, whoever I want to have access to is right there. And then you have Audible and you have all these books yeah. at your fingertips. So for me, it's like how bad do you want it? And if you want it so bad, are you making it a priority to figure it out? I mean, you said some things there that I think are just, you know, so profound because the vision, I'm a huge fan of vision boards. But what's funny is my real best friend is my whiteboard. And it's what you did. I mean, again, anytime we're goal setting, it's my, my, my wife, Chelsea, she's, uh, 
she's probably still pretty irritated at this point because I bought this giant like seven foot wide whiteboard and I told her that we'd keep it upstairs and then we've just kind of kept it in our an area in our living room because I use it almost every day that sounds but, familiar <laughs> yeah. but anyways i mean it's we'll joke around but it's like she's like where's Je he's whiteboarding i mean it's strategizing because it's such a key element of the business and so you said a few things one you've been so successful because you take it you take it steps further it's not just the visualizing and goal setting it's strategizing it's being hungry i can tell that about you guys right now you guys are passionate people that are willing to um put in, you know, hustle and put in hard work and do whatever it takes. And so I love that. Well, here, here's, the, here's the other thing with, with goals. And I've, I've, you have to have goals. You have to have big goals. And when I say big goals, like Lauren said something else that I disagree with, where she says like sky's the limit. And what happens as human beings is we say stuff like that and we believe sky's the limit, but we know as humans that there's this massive galaxy, this massive universe. So the sky is not the limit. What I think people need to do, like when they start to think about goals, is they need to shoot for the top. If you want to go, if you want to move to LA and you want to be an actor, you don't want to be an actor. You want to be a leading person. You want to be the top person because what happens is when, when you set a goal as a, as a high achiever, and then you get to the goal because you've set it too low. Then you're sitting there and you're like, wait a minute, I'm not fulfilled. I'm not happy. What do I do next? And so you're constantly trying to, so you have to set real, what I, you have to set stepping stones, right? Like I would say the goals are the system that gets you to this huge thing that you're trying to accomplish. And so for me, there's not an end goal in sight. There's just a, cont a continuous path of like wanting to achieve. And along the way, I'm setting systems to hit these micro goals. So it's like, okay, if I'm starting this business, you know, let's, we'll take Dear Media. I want to start this business and I want to help five shows grow. But every time I've hit one of these goals, it's never been surprising because really in my mind, what I'm building here is much bigger. And that's something that I tend not to share with people, but it's just, I, I think that we, we as human beings underestimate what we can do. Mm -hmm. And we set these limits where we say like, we set, we say things like sky's the limit, or I'm going to be an actor, or I'm going to make $10 million, or I'm going to build a podcast that reaches this. And I think when you do that, you're setting a, you're setting a low bar for yourself. And so you need to think beyond that. Yeah. Well, one of the things that, and by the way, I love these answers. I mean, they're fantastic. And it really shows why you guys are so successful and what you You've done um you know one of the things that i see and and uh again i, I uh think about how to how to ask this but basically you know i see this a lot in la specifically that a lot of people achieve success and then they're really unhappy. I mean, mm -hmm. this happens so often. I mean, what do you, what do, you, what do you guys have in place, or what are your thoughts on making sure that you're not at this point where you've achieved all this success, but, but what was it for? I mean, have you really been fruitful in changing lives? If you, you know, those That's sort of things. That's exactly what hear. I'm yeah. talking about. We've had, we had an author on our show named Mark Manson. He wrote that book, The Subtle Art of Not Giving a Fuck. Yeah. It's a big orange mm -hmm. cover. Yeah. Um, and he said his goal and his dream was one day to write a best-selling book and go around public speaking and basically become you know, have an X amount of income to that's like what he defined as success. And he figured it would take him 30, 40 years to get there, his whole life to kind of just build into this. And what happened is that book took off and was phenomenally successful, became a massive bestseller, millions and millions of copies, started speaking, made the money, sitting on his couch, realizing that he was a bestseller, money every day, he looked at his bank account was bigger. And it was almost like he was let down and he started to get depressed because like all of a sudden, all of his hopes and dreams were accomplished in a matter of a, a year. Yeah. And he was left like, what do I do now? And that's what I'm talking about with goals is we set these goals, but what happens when we achieve them, if we haven't figured out a system and figured out how to be self-fulfilled and how to just be self-driven without those goals, 
we get lost and it's it's the same thing that you see with people that you know have a monetary goal and like one day i'm going to be a millionaire and they get there and like okay i actually need 10 or i need 100 i need to be like these people are in this continuous cycle of unhappiness because they're hitting their goals but they're not figuring out what's actually driving them and what's actually making them happy yeah it's big i love that I think that what he's talking about too is very, we always talk about this, it's astronaut syndrome. We talk about this a lot. It's like the astronauts that go to the moon and they come back and they're depressed. Mm. And it's because they've gone to the moon. So I I mean, this is so Tony Robbins of me, but it really has put a lot of things in context for me. It's like, it's 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 getting the success, but also contributing every single day yeah. to something. So for me, like I want to make sure that I'm taking on mentees that I can, you know, build up or that we're having people on our podcast that maybe they don't necessarily have a huge following, but they have a lot of interesting things to say and building them up um, or, you know, just giving back to the community community, whether that's getting out there and actually meeting people and hearing their story or just providing them with valuable, tangible takeaways that they can go apply to their own life. Like I think when you, you, you have to be doing those, those things every single day, whether they're little or big that really make you feel really fulfilled. And with that, of course you want success, but it, the contribution aspect is super important. Yeah. You know, it makes me think of this. So I, uh, I read a great book recently. It was called Hero Maker, but it was all about if you really want to live a fulfilling life and a fruitful life, it's not you achieving your own dreams. It's helping others achieve their dreams. That's one of the other things. You guys have 30 mm -hmm. uh, different, you know, shows you have here and you're, I'm sure you're working with the individual, uh, you know, uh, personalities, helping them grow their platform, helping them see more success. And there's something about, again, I've just seen this in my own life. There's something about, hey, we hit a milestone and there's a little level of fulfillment, but like I just had a guy recently, I, I mentor, and he just hit this milestone. And for me, like I had ten times the joy, you know, an excitement about helping him achieve his dream than when I even achieved my own. So I think it just, you know, we live in a society today where I think even a lot of our, uh, you know, the personal growth personalities out there, it's all about grow you, grow you, grow you. Well, historically, if you look at some of the, you know, the wisest people of all time, it's about you're growing you, but it's for a purpose, and the entire purpose is really blessing and serving others and helping them grow. But anyways, I, I, again, I can see that with even the well, I was one of those individuals created. that was motivated by the wrong things for a long time, right? Like chasing material wealth. And so like what happened is every time I would hit one of those goals, right? And get one of those things or financially, I found myself unfulfilled. And what happens is like, I started becoming like a miserable person to be around and unhappy. So I was like, wait a minute, I'm nailing every goal that I have in my mind that I believe is a goal. Why am I not happy? Why are those around me not happy? Why is this not fulfilling? And so like you had to, you know, it, it's not that it's been this moment of enlightenment, but it was almost trial and error. I like, had to go through and realize like, wait a minute, I can do this for the next 40, 50 years. It's not making me happy now. Why will it make me happy then? And a lot of people live with that mentality. It was like the if, when, if, then I'll be happy mentality. Like one day I will make X and then I'll be happy. And when you find yourself saying that to yourself, you, you have to understand, I believe that it, you will never be happy that way. Like yeah. it's, it, it just doesn't work. I watched this transformation happen because we've been together for 10 years and I watched him go through this. Um, and from an outside perspective, the things that he did to, to get to the other side were journaling, a lot of stoicism, a lot of reading, a lot of self-reflection, a lot of time alone, a lot of thinking time. And I, I call it his cerebral time where he like goes inside. Well, and the biggest thing, like you said, was also flipping it and stopping the practice of doing things for myself and doing things to help other people. And when yeah, I did that, the funny right. thing is, is like all the businesses actually like exploded <sighs> even more and revenue increased, but it was 
it that almost became less relevant and it's helping like seeing a show launch and taking it from zero to you know a big show we have their own audience and their own thing like really they don't even need to know i'm involved but just seeing that is more exciting now than you know any kind of financial success i had just personally so when, when you guys write your business book <laughs> Oh, maybe. maybe we might write a book together in the future. Oh, yeah, you guys, you guys have to. Yeah, we'll sure probably write a book together. A him and her book. I've always, I, I you know, I, I'm a big practice, like voice for saying get out there and do it. I think for something like that, there's there's going to be an opportunity, but I I want to finish building some of the things I'm building and then talk about what that process was as opposed to just saying like, hey, you know, I think yeah. like the credibility is important. T totally. And I think the most powerful books are always about you, you guys have the experience, mm -hmm. you know, you've journeyed and you have the stories to tell in the book about, hey, here's a specific situation and here's how it applies to you. So I love that. I just don't want to be the like 30 year old life coach. <laughs> oh yeah there's there's lots of those i know that, the, that, that market especially the sales here. funnel <laughs> that market's doing just fine without me yeah that's right <laughs> well, that's good well I, I love what you guys do again the brand you guys have created is totally amazing Thank you guys you. are uh again just impressive people and um, wh where can we find out more about uh, everything you guys are doing? Yeah, well, your episode will be up on our show, The Skinny Confidential, Him and Her. You can search Dr. Josh Axe on our on our app, right, honey? Because it'll be live. Yeah, anywhere. Yep. And then uh, you can find me on Instagram at The Skinny Confidential. Yep, I'm simple. I'm just Michael Bostick. And then check out, you know, if you're a podcast listener, the Dear Media shows. Like I said, 30 of them under management and a lot and, of different and, and genres. Dear is spelled D-E-A-R. Yep, Dear, like kind of just like Dear Media. There's a play on words. Um, but yeah, we have a lot of amazing shows, comedy shows, wellness shows, lifestyle, entrepreneurial shows, all sorts of different things. Awesome. Well, hey, thanks so much for coming on the show today. And uh, hey, thanks for having me on your show here very soon. Yeah, we're, we're about to dive excited. into thanks it. Thanks for awesome. having Let's us. Do it. Thanks, guys. Okay, so if you have a favorite part of this episode, make sure to go to my recent Instagram post and let me know what your favorite part of the show was on the Instagram post. Go there right now. Also, hey, don't forget to follow me uh, my handle, it's at Dr. Josh Axe on Instagram. I cover the latest health news in natural medicine, talk about everything from essential oils to herbs and spices, and how to naturally support your body in healing. Also, do me a big favor. If you loved this podcast, go to iTunes right now and leave a five-star rating. If you loved anything about this show, I so appreciate you being on mission with me to help transform the health of this world. I'll see you next week. This podcast is for information purposes only. Statements and views expressed in this podcast are not medical advice and have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. The products and ingredients discussed in this podcast are not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. If you believe you may have a medical condition, please consult your doctor. Opinions of guests are their own, and this podcast does not endorse or accept responsibility for statements made by guests. This podcast does not make any representations or warranties about guests' qualifications or credibility. In some cases, individuals on this podcast may have a direct or indirect financial interest in products or services referred to herein.